Ooh. Straight up. Oh my goodness, it's bad. It's good to be back. I still have shitty equipment. Um, I don't want to jinx that because it is shitty. But we could call things what they are. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here to give a disclaimer that I do not own any rights to the music that will be played here in this episode. So please, don't sue me if you don't like, just boo me and get the movie. Okay? We're here. Fair right. Fair use. Do the deuce. But my name is Langston Mail. This is episode 64 of the Isolated Thoughts Podcast. Don't ask where 63 is. It's coming. <laughs> but on that note, the dream. I love your girl. Let's get it started. The American dream. Ooh, you know what I mean. Radio killer. Trick beat the track up like gorilla. Goodness, this fucking, I, I, I did jinx it, I did jinx it, the amount of times I've had to record just the intro, which I know this isn't, this isn't even preferred, it's, but we're not going to start off that way, today's 11-11, right, 11-11-20, not 20-11, that'd be crazy, big manifestation vibes, we're bringing in positive energy into our lives, friends. Because again, my name is Langston Mayo, and this is episode 64 of the Isolated Thoughts Podcast. Shake your grass and look to your laugh, and you'll see us enter an X-Files theme. Yeah. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify. Yeah, that's kind of where we're mainly hanging around. Join the Patreon. The Patreon keeps me going strong. Thank you, Lydia. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Katila. Thank you, Cyrus. Thank you, Serge. Thank you, Khalil. Thank you, Gabe. Thank you, Liera. Thank you, Thais. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Not per usual, but y'all know. Y'all know. We got the exclusive reviews over there. I did No Time to Die. Again, I why would I think I was gonna like this James Bond movie? Don't know, but I thoroughly enjoy. Okay, you will. I mean, you can probably tell the dissonance and the continuity, but I was just about to lose my mind. I literally had to stop and like 
just decompress because probably one of the most annoying things to happen, and of course I'm going to try to do my best to edit it out so you don't hear it on y'all's end, but the most like uh, pins and needles thing to happen is when the the microphone trips and it tweaks out and bugs in a way that like it's so loud in my ear and it's just so annoying but i plan on on patreon i will i'm trying to set a goal like a i have campaigns the campaign is to get new equipment so i'm gonna try to get that going on there so again i mean it's all our process it's all our journey and i feel so uh, i don't know how to say it but I don't know, I feel like a lot of momentum has been curbed because of my, I mean, time and whatnot has been really tough too, but because of the equipment, yo, like, if I, again, we're going to get new equipment and that's the goal, that's, that's the goal from a desk to the mics, the roadcaster, all that shit, we're going to be, you know, slow and steady, we're in the race, because slow motion better than no motion, anyhow, anyway, we can get into this shit. It's not going to be the longest episode just because I got the mic working and God willing that it keeps working is, you know, straight into the controversy of it all. And that's, has the world gotten too soft? Has it? Or have I gotten cold? And I referenced this because this past weekend, uh, partially some of the reason why I didn't get around to finishing taking the audio from my phone, that's episode 63. And completely, you know, editing it and uploading it as a podcast is I was I was in Houston, but I was really I flew into Houston, but I was actually in Port Arthur and Beaumont and Orange, Texas. That's where my family's from. There was a wedding down there with my cousins and cousin, not cousins, but cousin. And yeah, it was a great time. Family loved it. Again, Port Arthur. I had never personally been to Port Arthur before. And it was, yeah, as trill as it could be. <laughs> and that was a really good time. Just black, beautiful, and country as hell. And with me being in Houston, or, again, I think everyone from Port Arthur and Beaumont and whatnot would see Houston as its own separate place. But being in Houston for some time of my trip down there, there was a festival that happened this past weekend and Astroworld, you know, fest. The third year that they've done it, but technically I think the second time they've only done it because the first time was in 2019. And yeah, it's 2020 they didn't have anything because of coronavirus. And yeah, I was actually considering going if I didn't have the wedding uh yeah I mean I'm still a little bit reluctant about festivals with COVID right now like I'm willing to get tested and go to different shows but festivals is pretty crazy anyhow as probably the entire world now knows uh, there was hundreds of people injured as of this recording I believe there's eight Young folks who unfortunately were killed or passed away, depending on how everything comes out. And the big kerfuckle is people 
holding Travis, wanting to hold Travis Scott responsible for everything that went down. And I won't lament on it because it's the talk of the town. Everyone has their opinions. And in short, sure, Travis Scott, Jocks, Jockeys Webster, uh, he could have done more. I believe, sure, he maybe could have, like, really, once he saw what was happening, if he really, like, again, we're making the assumption that he understood what was happening. Because, let's preface this. For anyone who's never been to a Travis Scott concert before, whether he's, he was playing the Fillmore, like, you know, back in 2015, 2014, or he's he playing arenas, or wherever he's at, people pass out at his shows. People mosh at his shows. People, I mean, white kids have now turned moshing into everything because fucking, yeah. Uh, I'll never forget seeing Kanye, the only time I've seen Kanye, and they're moshing to like good life and like shit that was like what, it, it, it really pissed me off. Anyhow. Travis, I mean, it's rage, the flame, straight up, and so it, it it comes with territory of like every show. I would say also that's to the point. One with the Isaiah Rashad a couple weeks ago, they had at least three girls get carried out by security, and we know if you know Isaiah Rashad, you know what type of music he makes, and it wasn't that type of. They had some people you know jumping around with you know Titty and Dalla and Park and different songs, of course that get you hyped, but it's Isaiah Rashad. And I said to say that it's when you have young people who insist on getting drunk and doing hard drugs or just even smoking weed, it's always going to be a recipe for not good shit. And I just don't know outside of a fairy tale, what could have gone differently outside of, because I've seen a couple of folks that I know that went to a concert recently and it was inside like a smaller, much, much, much smaller theater. And I guess the artist had stopped the show to kind of point out somebody was, you know, trapped or something like that. And it's like, oh, look what this, what Travis should have done. And compares, comparing a maybe 1200 seat, a 1200 person capacity theater to like how at least 30, 40,000 people is a bit wild. I'm not here to cape for Travis. I, I thoroughly enjoy his music. He's certainly one of my favorite artists, but I'm a Kanye West fan. Come on. Come on. It's like that meme of, uh, James Franco where he has like the, the noose around his neck and he's like at the gallows. He's like, it's your first time. Like I'm, I don't defend stupid shit at all. I often, yeah, I don't. There's nothing to even defend in this case outside of I. I think everyone's anger is misguided. That I mean, sure, like I, I don't know what you, what was going to happen because I'll tell you this right now. From my understanding, my my small general understanding of how live events are put on, having you no know, DJ smaller venues with hundreds of people rather than you know, thousands. If there's one thing that you shouldn't do, it's kind of like the First Amendment. 
you know, you have freedom, you know, expression, religion, press, all that shit. What you can't do is like the often cited references like scream fire in a crowded theater. The last thing, like when I say legitimately, the last thing that you want to do is to kind of notify people that something wrong is happening in a crowd of people that's already doesn't give a fuck about each other. Like, I think that's the most underlying part. That's really weird to me about all of it. Like I don't have TikTok. We'll never get the shit. But all the little TikToks floating around other social media sites where people are breaking it down that they will like actively talk about how people weren't compassionate. Again, it starts with those kids climbing the fences and breaking in early on. I don't know. They're treating that nigga Travis. Like he was fucking Donald Trump at the insurrection in January 6th, my boy, like, I, I, I would say only thing, only thing I'll shoot him benefit of doubt is, again, why I mentioned at the beginning, so many people passed out his shows and all these different things, that him seeing someone passed out, how would he know that they're dead? Like, how, like, how would you assume that they're dead and not just, you know, fainted or heat exhaustion, whatever the case is that, you know, he, this is point, this video where he, he stops the show and says, like, get them some help. And all this different shit that, like, I don't know, bro. Like, it, it's clearly a failure of mismanagement and communication, police. Ev- like, everybody that was involved, it clearly is, like, no one expected to go that left. Um, but I don't, I, I don't know what they, what they want him to do. Uh, because clearly it's disingenuous for him to pay for the funerals. Of those who pass to do a partnership with online therapy. It's like, I don't, everyone's nasty in the situation in the sense of like, if I guess I, I don't know, the folks who were like, I guess exposing the company that's doing the therapy, like they're going to data mine you and all type of shit. Maybe I don't fucking know. Um, I mean, I, sh- I think you should always do your research when it comes to, like, therapy. Like, please. Um, when I say it's nasty, is, like, what's well, no different than the fucking attorneys there, like, ambulance attorneys that are chasing this than they are any type of organization that's saying, like, hey, we'll we'll step up and we'll, uh, we'll provide services for this traumatic incident. I don't. I don't know, bro. Like, again, if anything, it should be a testimony about how disconnected we are and how uncompassionate we are as people. Um, that you could s- trample and stampede people, give people drugs. Like, again, don't know if it's true or not uh, about folks getting, you know, got with um, syringes and whatnot. Like, I ran into some folks at the airport. Um, shout out to Carmela that I met at the at Bush International. Uh, who her and I talked for a good while about her experience at the festival and her, she had, I'll just say her, she, she was a bit more like, it's sad that people passed, but she felt as though like it wasn't any more wild than the rolling loud that she had been to and other festivals that she's been to. So, um, yeah, I don't, again, I'm just sharing sentiments because, again, there was a lot of kids. Like, when I say kids, I mean, they, as 24, they made me feel older. Um, 
because of like just how young they felt like around me. Like they felt like a whole bunch of kids, just little fucking kids. And of course, there's actually were kids there, like five, ten year olds and stuff, and crazy shit, crazy shit for sure. Um, I hope everyone's safe going into this day, days in Vegas festival. The shit's kind of scary. I know I'm still a bit weird about music festivals in Vegas after everything, and I'm excited to see Kendrick. Uh, I'm not going, but I'm saying I'm excited to see if Kendrick's going to do new music or he's going to do the same shit. It's going to be a big testimony. So this should be fun, fun in the sun. Uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I That's that's really that. I, if, if people feel strongly, I'm not like I'm not connected with it at all. In the sense of like I have no allegiance to defend Travis to the ends. But also, I just don't. I just don't. I don't know if that's. If that's where the energy should be pointed towards, then I don't know. I just don't know. So you let me know if you're on Patreon. You already know you can hit me straight there. We get the community community talking. Um, social media is you know, Isolate Thoughts Pod and Isolate Thoughts Pod on Instagram and Twitter, respectively. Or you can hit the Los Cinco's on uh, the rest of the personal socials if you want to get some dialogue going on. I'm always here for it because. I don't know shit. I just, uh, I just care about you and I. In other news, dealing with sensitivity, before we get to this music, which is not long, is Nikola Jokic, the MVP, the most disrespected MVP uh, in league history, as far as I'm concerned, got into a little tabernacle, which is not the correct. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> That's like saying he got into a knickerbocker. Uh, he got into a little uh, shoving thing with Markeith Morris of the famed Morris Twins in the NBA uh, against a great Miami Heat team because the Nuggets have been struggling this year. Please, Michael Porter Jr., get some help because his back, no, his 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 brain and his conscience needs some care and compassion right now because the boy is looking lost out there. I mean, his back could be hurting him too, but I, I just don't know. Anyhow, Nuggets haven't looked good. Jokic look good. Will Barton looking good. Bones getting skim minutes, but he's looking all right. Aaron Gordon doing solid. All that said, two minutes, like 13 seconds or about two and a half minutes, maybe max, left in the the game on Monday, that was. I believe that was Monday. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Monday. And... Jokic taking the ball up court. Markeith looks like he's about to take a, a take foul, which is just like a stupid foul. He's really just trying to kill the momentum. So he goes, but he goes into him, shoulder first, and then extends with the elbow into the ribs. Jokic, the Siberian killer that he is, is like, nah, we, you're not just going to do that and then turn your back on me. So he goes, boom, hits him with a little truck stick. Markeith act like he died because, bruh. He might he might have got like a little whiplash. He maybe he maybe did, but that that boy was all right. He was just kept falling over the ground, got stretcher out. Like damn, maybe he like broke his neck or something. But it, there was nothing wrong with him. But I'm glad that a lot of the media, not all, but a lot of the media, especially like players, like former players, were all saying like, "Uh, you did that to me. You gave me a cheap shot, and then you turned your back. Okay, you that's on you. Like, why would you?" You gave me a cheap shot. Then you turn your back. 
all right, whatever. Then you try to go online and play a victim. Like, oh, you going to do that? But when you turn around, like, bruh, like, don't, don't piss on me. And then keep, then keep going. Like, I'm not going to run around and get into the front of you. I'm like, ah, I got you. Like, no. He, Jokic reacted immediately. And it was what it was. He got spent one game. I like that they held Jimmy and Marquise uh, responsible too with the, with the fines. I like Jimmy Butler a lot, so it's no like disrespect to Jimmy Butler, but he was doing the most. Like Jimmy, come on! I, I like I think you probably one of the more solid dudes in the league. There's no need for you to be talking all that extra talk and shit. And well, like, y'all wasn't about to do nothing. If y'all was gonna do something, y'all would have did something. Like, it's as simple as that. Like if you was gonna make it happen, y'all was gonna make it happen. And so, yeah, the Nuggets beat the Pacers last night, though, against uh, Duarte, the former Oregon Duck. Um, yeah, Nuggets looking Nuggets looking like they could do something promising. At times recording, random just sports news now. Cam Newton recently signed back to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, that should be, I know, I, I'm I'm glad he's back home-ish. I wish, I wish they would just give up with Matt Ryan and send him to Atlanta, but glad he's back with the Panthers. Hopefully he can stay there and retire there and not to move anymore and all that other shit. Um, Patriots. He's still, he's still my QB the rest of the year. Hopefully Odell goes to New England. He'll probably end up going to like New Orleans or some shit. And then yeah, that's that's really about it in that the new ball is messing up the league. I, I believe that very much. But it's time for music talk. And there's not shit. Kegelock dropped an album, uh, Yellow Tape 2. It wasn't a good listen on my headphones on the plane. But when I put some of the tracks back in the car, it was like, okay, it's one of those albums. Because Yellow Tape 1, you don't need to do that. Yellow Tape 1, you can just... Like, it, it bumps everywhere. But the second one... I feel like it, I have to give it another shot in the car because, again, a, f- a couple tracks I threw on, I was like, damn, okay. Yeah, like the range, you can feel the range. Have a little system in your car, you're going to feel it bump. Summer Walker, y'all know how I feel about Summer Walker. Um, still over it. Didn't listen to it. This song, Ari Linux, I'll probably check out because I love Ari. But, yeah, man. That's this really it with music. I still never got to the Billie Eilish album. I downloaded it, but. I need to listen to it. I still wouldn't give her a shot because I talked about it with the, I was going to say Ready to Die. When Biggie Smalls came out, it made me think about Billie Eilish. Um, no, when Time, No Time to Die, the James Bond film that I have a review of on Patreon. Go check it out. It, yeah, it would, it just, it made me say I have to at least get some time to this woman's album, so. But I haven't, and that's really about it. I've just been on like a really kick on like late '80s through '90s R&B, I just really been, just really been my mental. That's I haven't really seen anything new. Mick Jenkins is definitely going to be a top, probably three album for me this year. Elephant in the Room, just replay replayability so high. I'm working on my list a little bit now. I've been you know stacking and kind of taking notes and different shit. But uh, yeah, we're gonna see where everything falls. But it is time for what the prophet watching and. In short, seeing a handful of things. We'll start with the most recent and the work rate backwards. Antlers. Not gonna make a review for that fucking movie. I felt 
when I tell you, I never have felt like leaving a movie more than that, like ever. Like it was, and it's not a bad movie. Like it's not poorly put together. It just is not interesting. Guillermo the the Motero, you know the director. Um, I think he was the producer for the film. Let me let me get these credits right real quick because I don't understand how. Yeah, I just don't understand. Um, has a sixty one on Rotten Tomatoes and fifty seven on Metacritic. 6.4 on IMDb. The director was Scott Cooper. Don't disrespect, you know, someone who actually put their time and work into the movie. More so, I just don't, I don't know what they're trying to get across. Yeah, it's produced by Gamero Del Toro, but Scott Cooper. No, I just, it just isn't good. Like it just, or it just isn't. Yeah, it just isn't interesting. There's nothing to, nothing. The reviews being mixed are understandable. I don't understand how anyone can find like the classics and shit like that. People are saying it's some of the best, best films. Like, what the fuck did y'all watch this year? Did y'all watch all silent films from the nineteen fucking forties? Like, what did y'all watch? I, I don't, I, I don't understand. I've seen so many movies this year that if I go see two more movies before December thirty first, Cinemark is gonna make me. A platinum member, and that's some shit they just made up. I don't know how you even qualified for that shit, but I did. Well, I, I need to go see two more movies, but if I don't even see anything else until December, I'll be seeing The Matrix and I'll be seeing Spider Man No Way Home. So I, yeah, I, Antlers is so disappointing. It just make only thing I'll say they got right was that it looked kind of good. Like cinematography wise, because it felt like it's shot in Oregon, or I don't know if it's actually shot on location, but it looked like it was shot on location. And it's set in Oregon, and obviously spent some years out there now. I, yeah, it felt like one of those small towns that I shouldn't stop in when it's dark. Like, yeah, it felt like all white, keep it right. But just no one, like, I didn't, there's nothing to care about. There's nothing to care about at all. So, after Antlers, which was a waste of our collective time, Lamb. I saw Lamb a week ago. And Lamb, I was going to make a review for it because it's just that, like, what the fuck. But it took me a while to even understand what I watched. There's no dialogue for the first probably 10 minutes of the film. And then I didn't realize it was a fucking a, a Swedish film. I think it's in, I don't I don't know where that film takes place, but I didn't realize it was a foreign film until after ten minutes of no dialogue, they started talking. But it's it's shot it's shot so good, it's shot so good. And a quick little synopsis of the movie. It's about this couple who've been trying to have a baby. And, you know, a baby's brought to them, but the baby is half baby human and half lamb. I mean, I would say, I don't know if it's even half, but like, yeah, it seems about half. And yeah, like a, like a lamb, like a sheep ass lamb has the head of a lamb, has the right hand of a human, has the left hand or, or, or the left hoof of a lamb. 
don't know about the feet. Didn't show the feet, but they had shoes on shit. So I assume human feet. And it was just the weirdest sh- shit ever. Not just because of the lamb baby, because it's like you you grow to like the lamb baby. You're like, damn, it's a little lamb baby. It's just so weird. And the uncle comes, and the uncle's like a weird uncle, and but not in like that weird way. And there's a a twist, of course, but not in a like whoa, like plot was just like what the fuck. And that's how you're gonna end the movie. What the fuck? Uh, but it's very thematical about you know violence begets violence. I love, I like it's such a you know old kind of established cliche, but it's still real and it shows that because you can't start something and think it like you it starts and stops with you. At least not, you know, it's ne- it can never be sustained that way. It can, it can be kept up for some time, but like, violence begets violence. And the idea of, you know, human nature and a lot of things. It's, I don't say it's like the crazy deepest film, but they did their job. They did their job with that. So, yeah, check out Lamb. I saw it at the Dollar Theater. So, it it just came out in October, too. But I think it's streaming on places. Uh, Vlad- Vladimir Johansson. Vladimir Johansson. Like, a, for it's like. John Holmes, song, John Holmes. <laughs> uh, forgive me, uh, Vladimir, but yeah, I it's a twenty four film, so you already know how to get down with the get down. Shout out to Lamb. Don't watch Antlers. I feel so bad bashing movies. I don't like bashing people's art, but come on, dog. Like what the like? I fell asleep. I woke up and the and the credits are on. I I wish I could. I wish I could tell you. Um. But I paid for a ticket and bought some popcorn. So I supported both the studio and the theater. I'm doing my job keeping the industry alive. Lastly, Big Mouth Season 5. You know, I love me some Big Mouth. Uh, I need to start. I haven't started it yet. And then Insecure. We're three episodes into the final season. Issa Rae's. I wouldn't say her magnum opus because I think she has so much more to come. I think she has a bigger project or something that's going to blow insecure out off the water or off the water out the water. I think insecure will be her you know creme de la creme like it's gonna be hard to beat but I think she has a project to come that's gonna you know take it to that next level. But I I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying yeah. Everyone is wonderfully acting. I didn't understand the whole fucking uh I can't think of Amanda Seals character's name in the show but the whole series, she's been an AKA. She's like mentioned it. I think Warren picking green, but she crossed the line, I guess. When, of course, because it was her decision and not the casting director and the costume design, the director, all this shit. Not the casting director, but the director, like the people in charge of costume design, came out and even said like, "Yo, I want all the smoke. Don't come at Amanda Seals. Like I put, I created this character in this way." And put it on her, and you know it's all with respect and shit, and people are just up in fucking arms, bro. Like, yes, I would like to see people who are actually Greek in these Greek layer organizations wear the letters. But if you get upset, like, bro, it's not like they they're showing that K in a bright light, like in a positive way. It's so weird, really weird. 
but I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'll say Lawrence is out of line. Lawrence is out of line. Uh, you you making it like that's not how you handle that, Lawrence. Okay, it's tough. You know when she don't want you to be as present as a father, but you don't be showing up like that with the baby, bro. Like it's a ba- it's a real life baby, bro. So shout out to Insecure. Can't wait to see how that series unfolds. Uh, apologies to everyone who enjoys this, the Wu Tang soap opera that's on Hulu. Raekwon was on Mellow's uh, What's in Your Glass, and even he hinted at he didn't really care for the TV show because it's really just the Riz's idea and it's the Riz's version of shit. And they're like, should we rather be like you know more like mafioso, like you know like like rough and rugged how they really were versus this fucking daytime TV show that whatever. That I told y'all I didn't care for a couple weeks back or a couple months back rather. And his analogy I think fits well. He said it's like a really, really, really good glass of whiskey with a lot of ice in it. Hmm. Doesn't sound like a beverage that you wouldn't have, huh? But that's really all I've been watching. I need to rewatch. I think I may rewatch them. Cause I'm I'm gonna put the list together too for my top TV shows and movies. I think I'm since I've kind of put my foot into the like TV film critic water, I think it's time that I get a list together of that too. So I'll try to, yeah, get that together by December. And yeah, I think it's about time for some food. And on this episode's segment of food for thought, I'm telling you, this is a food, this is this little snack. But it's a healthy one. In short, yo, please, 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 please. All I can ask you is to put the compassion into action. Put the compassion into action. As we can see, they got that Kyle Rittenhouse trial going on and shit right now with that motherfucker. <laughs> that boy eating hot, a hot fucking slice of pizza. <laughs> All this acting and shit to judge on some be up from the trap, you know, the the unfortunate lost life at the Travis show and the, all the other people hurt. Um, the things that we see on a daily basis, I'm doing some stuff with some community stuff out here and I'm seeing some. Yeah, I, 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 I won't disclose it right now, but. It has to do with like. Law enforcement and seeing different shit that. If there's one thing that's clearly what we're lacking, clearly what we're lacking is compassion for each other. Also, I'll probably go as far as say compassion for ourselves because it starts at home. If you're not, if you don't, if you're not compassionate with yourself, if you're not kind with yourself, I can never expect you to be kind with other people. And of course, like there's plenty of people uh, just like myself who I find a hard time being, you know, kind and loving myself by give it to others in conversation yeah but that's not long that's not lasting though and oftentimes it can be skewed and you know point misdirected and uh unintentionally harmful because it's not coming from the best place and so in short y'all know i love y'all and i appreciate y'all tuning in through the technical difficulties all the shit that all the frustration that i hope i express just to be like open and honest with y'all but you'll never really quite understand unless you're here and like seeing how long in between recording segments are because i'd have to find the right 
angle the whole the thing so the core doesn't get feedback and all the different shit that really like actually bugs my mental. I still know that's important that again we put as in short put the compassion into action. None of this shit's perfect outside of what's greater than us. But each and one of our each and every one of our steps and decisions are gonna come with hitches, hinges, and barricades. They're gonna come with some reconsiderations, some rethoughts, and some ooh, I probably couldn't have done that differently. But if we're acting in a compassionate fact fashion, if we're being considerate of other people's thoughts and feelings, I I understand it's really, really difficult when a lot of us don't take care of ourselves. That becomes like, well, I have to re, you know, re-center. And I think if you're doing it the right way, you're not even going to harm other people. But we're doing too much right now, collectively, y'all, that we worried about justifying our anger. Because anger is a tool, again, argue the Lord. Um, especially when it comes to at least women. is a, is a tool. And so, in, in a place that people can rightfully be in. And... Yeah, this internet shit crazy, y'all. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I just want us to be moving better and doing better. And it just starts with the little shit, as always. So with that being said, that boy Smino DeGrizio got a new track out, and I can't wait to see what on earth he drops. So I deserve with Nos Nas N O S. I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with the name, but I deserve. Smino, new single, came out today, Veterans Day. Shout out to everyone who served. Shout out to my boy Kyle putting his time in. Um, yeah, man. I love you. I'll have a new Profit Picks out this weekend. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying, I have a couple ideas, but nonetheless. I love you. One. My stove lit my blunt for me this morning. Ooh, don't get me started. I just spent my last bit of finances recording. Sinking is an icebox where my heart is. Roll a whole lot, Marion. Get so high, you can't touch me. <laughs> you can't touch me. Send the my speed, take time with the hate when the motherfucker try to rush me. Oh, this shit musty. Roll a book, KD, on the rise, I've been on overdrive trying to feel something. That's my little nigga in August and all, and my post to feel normal in the body like now. Caution when you put it on the facade, let it ride for too long and your soul will be gone. Oh, Jamie Foxx in the cartoon, bro. We send balloons to the sky for my new angel. Hey, hey, sometimes when I get like this, I pop right through my house, yeah. Going nuts on the e way. Maybe I ain't doing anything if I don't feel it, feel it. Gotta feel it, let my teeth back. I'm on 
choking up out of the hood. I might jump on somebody. Cause some people got me so hungry. So I deserve it Fully loaded and it got me swerving Put that pussy on me, I deserve it Sometimes I fall asleep Sometimes I drink a bottle 